Hey, 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 how's it going out there, my mushroom lovers? Oliver Carlin here, and I'm the Mushroom Man. I'm about to jump into a podcast with Ian McCall, who is a retired MMA champion fighter who spent most of his life fighting in the UFC. However, right now, he's fighting for psychedelics. He's spreading the awareness of psychedelics. He's, as a high-performance coach, one of the first ones for fighters, he's spreading the awareness, showing what these powerful plants can do for everybody. So let's jump into a podcast right now and see what Ian's got to say. So the big question is this. With over 10,000 different species of mushrooms, how do people that want to benefit from their various medicinal properties accurately identify them in the wild, grow them at home, or make them taste delicious without having to read confusing medical reports and possibly eating a poisonous look-alike by mistake? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Oliver Carlin, and welcome to Curative Mushrooms. Um, welcome to the Curative Mushrooms podcast, Ian. Um, Ian McCall, thanks for being here. Um, and um, thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy, you're driving and everything. You know, so. Well, I, I have nothing but time right now. we got a seven-hour, eight-hour drive in front of us from... Uh, mm. San Antonio to El Paso. So, uh, you know, take an hour or whatever we, whatever time we need to, to, to record, and then I'll hop in the driver's seat and, so she doesn't have to drive anymore. Why don't we just start from the beginning? Where does everything begin for you? Uh, you grew up in California, right? Yes. Yeah, I grew up in Orange County. I was born in Newport Beach. Grew up in South County in uh, Laguna, Dana Point, San Clemente. Um, but uh, Dana Point is a city that I always represented. Um, Dana Point was always the city I represented when I fought. Uh, it was the, the city that I represented, where I went to high school and you know, where we just kind of grew up causing trouble. Um, now with the start of, you want psychedelics or plant medicine? Um, let's just go back to the beginning and just give people a little history. Some people may not know your background. That might be helpful understanding like, you know, why you got into mushrooms and stuff like that. Yeah. I, uh, I was, uh, I am a, was, uh, am whatever it's called, uh, former mixed martial arts world champion, a pioneer of my sports. I helped build the MMA industry to the sport as a whole. Um, you know, it's something I was raised in, my whole life. I started doing Kung Fu when I was four. But the only thing I'm good at, um, or at, was good at at least, now I'm good at science and mushrooms and psychedelics. Um, but this was, you know, being a kid that later found out, you know, at 36 that I'm apparently on the spectrum, uh, it made a lot of sense. My obsessions and my, just the way I, I, I navigate life. Um, when I heard that, I was like, <laughs> that makes sense. But let's talk about mom for a while. We don't need to worry about that because there's people that are way, way, way worse off uh, on the autism spectrum than I am. And, you know, um, yeah, you know, I, 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 we'll get into autism research later with psychedelics, which is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Um, you know, I started doing martial arts at a young age. I had an amazing childhood. My parents, my family, uh, very well off. Um, amazing people they provided everything that i could have ever dreamed of as a child they got my parents got divorced when i was 14 that kind of sent me off on the wrong path and um 
I ended up in a gang, which you wouldn't think many gangs are in Orange County, uh, or Dana Point specifically, but we were a bunch of tough kids that trained how to fight. And, you know, I think I was one of the only ones that was selling guns or drugs or doing anything stupid. Mm. I just, I embraced the thug lifestyle. You know, all those rich kids had to buy drugs somewhere, and they, they also had to get, you know, uh, robbed by somebody. I was doing bad, <laughs> I was doing bad shit. You know, like, oh, cool, you have 50 pounds of weed, I'm going to take it. I was just a, I was a, I was a 15, you know, and at 15 years old, um, whether it was a, a, a sword, my body, I was the weapon. I could beat up not just grown men, but I could beat up like seriously trained grown men when I was 15, and I weighed 100 fucking pounds, you know, I, I was tiny. Yeah. I, I, was a pro, I was a prodigy in fighting, I had a black belt by the time I was 13, um, and I was just obsessed. So, fast forward through all that nonsense that I caused for myself, um, and we'll just get into fighting. Because, you know, there's, there's a lot of trauma that I, I, I inflicted upon myself as a child, as, a, as, a, as an adolescent. A lot of fights, a lot of sex, a lot of weird situations that just, uh, for a kid that age, not healthy. Um, a lot of drugs, too, obviously. I started taking pills when I was 14. Um, and I was addicted until I was 34. So 20 years of my life, which is still over half my life, uh, I was addicted to opiates. The one time I became sober, I became the best in the world at, at my chosen sport. And then I was able to kind of sit at the top of the pack while I was on heroin or fentanyl or uh, Oxycontin uh, fighting. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was a junkie, I was a junkie, you know, and and I achieved some great things in my in my my, my athletic career, a world title, but I only had it for a very short amount of time, and I squandered all of it because of drugs. And you know, I I was on the path to be one of the greatest of all time. You know, I beat one of the greatest of all time. Um, I had the talent to do it. But see, I'm not the only one. There's more motherfuckers out there like me. I mean, in every sport, every facet of life, science or whatever it is, um, you know, there's there are people out there that are afflicted with, with traumas that they then let rule their life. And that's exactly what I did. Um, you know, I sure I had some mishaps in my career. I got uh, some bad calls or whatever it was. But I let that affect me in a negative way where other people that... Like Demetrius Johnson, my my arch rival, uh, he let that turn him into greatest superstar of all time, fighting wise. The one mm-hmm. that so uh, I use my life as a precautionary tale because now I'm fine. You know, obviously, I, when I retired, I was addicted to heroin and fentanyl. And um, when fentanyl is not doing the trick for you, you know, it's like, well, the only thing after this is death. I'm pretty sure. The Chinese government got their hooks in me with fentanyl. And, um, man, getting off of fentanyl, by the way, with using heroin and using Oxycontin just to get off of fucking fentanyl is, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I blacked out for a few days. Um, it was one of the gnarliest things that I've ever been through in my life. It was really, really heavy. Wow. So uh, I retired. I was brain damaged. I also, you know, I, I died of a drug overdose on accident when I was, um, you know, in my, my 20s, I hit my head snowboarding really bad and put myself in the hospital for a few days with a major, major, major TBI. Um, I, I had a whole, I mean, I was, I was risking my life for fun, but you know, that's just what I did. That's what my brother and I did. We love to risk our lives. And um, the amount of, I, I can't even count on, on, 
I can't even count as high as how many TBIs I've had. Because uh, every sparring what, session, what's, TB, what's TBI? What's TBI? Traumatic brain. Oh, okay. Yeah, traumatic. Yeah, the, the TTE or traumatic brain injury is what is what the uh, what the, the the button words are right now. The hot topic word. That's what I what I, I research now. I do traumatic brain injury research with the Imperial College of London with my ayahuasca study. It's going to happen later this year. Uh, I work with the University of Miami on a psilocybin and CBD study with the UFC they're about to embark on. Um, oh wow! Yeah, like they, they, they I, I do consulting for the UFC now. They saw me as the worst, you know, as far as brain damage wise. I was a problem child for them. They they, they positioned me as a superstar. Um, they made me famous enough when I was traveling to other countries or even this country and I showed up and, and women were crying because I was there. It's pretty weird, uh, pretty weird space to be in, you know, to have that sort of adoration. And for me, a mentor of mine named Chuck Liddell, the, the Iceman, always, you know, said, remember one thing, son, you're not that cool. So I always kept that at the forefront of my head, knowing that, you know, like, if this person's crying because I'm here, Number one, mm. look at me in the eye, give me a hug, like take a picture, what's your name? Here's my shirt, I'm gonna sign it for you. Like, you know, take the shirt off my back. I don't I don't I just want I just I, I was taught by, by specifically Chuck and, and other other fighters, um, you know, fans are everything. They they put that shirt on your back, so you better give it to them. You know, and mm. I knew if I if I if I didn't act right with fans and all that sort of stuff and it would get back to someone like Chuck, he would smack the shit out of me. Uh, you know, he was like, what are you doing? No, no, no. Yeah, I treat this right. So I didn't want his giant hand smacking me across the table. More than he already, more than he already abused me with. Um, you know, as, as fighters and friends, you're always having fun and punching each other and getting drunk and high or whatever you're doing. Everyone knows our, our, we, we party really hard. And we're always fighting each other. Always wrestling, smacking each other and doing dumb shit. Um, but it's brotherhood. You know, and I'm lucky I've had the strong men in my life that I have outside of my father. My father and my grandfather were great. My dad's still alive. He's incredible. He's one of my best friends. Uh, huge role model in my life. My grandfather was the same way. Um, but I think that men need other men in their lives because, and not just their fathers or their grandfathers, they need strong individuals to show them the way, to show them how to act, how to do, people, how to, how to do everything. You don't learn shit in school. School teaches you nothing. Especially when we went to school, they taught us how to be a sheep. They didn't teach us anything proper. Um, and <laughs> now I see my daughter at private school. And, and I think I was in good private school. They didn't teach us anything well. And they didn't teach anything that like, I could apply today. Um, but my daughters mm. the kids now are learning so much cool stuff. It really amazes me. Um, so I retired. I had a gun in my mouth on more than one occasion. Um, uh, the UFC was trying to help my brain damage with uh, things like transcranial magnetic stimulation. Uh, all, all these modalities that I tried to use, or they, they paid for out of their own pocket to try to help me. Um, mm -hmm. So I went, on a, I went on an exhaustive path of, of understanding and scientific literature and reading everything I could and understanding and sitting with researchers. And, and I, I learned some stuff. I, I, when my daughter got sick, she was two years old, I was the best in the world. And she was afflicted with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, which is a stress response. It's an, uh, you know, uh, it's a, it, it, 
immunological problem. Uh, can't talk today. Um, and I, I think obviously that was a mixture of stress and vaccine. Um, where you know we as parents stressed her out enough where her body was in a weakened state, and you know vaccines kicked it off and it made her very very sick. So I we oh wow we we ended up we ended up healing her with cannabis. Now. Mm. Diet and exercise always comes first. These are the first yeah. two things you have to get together before you do anything else. Mm. And I look back on my daughter's diet through all those years of her being sick, and I'm like really thankful that she was so healthy because I see a lot of other kids in the age that are her age that yeah. they all have, they all have they all have eczema, they all have all these crazy issues. Um. um and, you know, she's just very, very, very healthy. She's all better now. Now, with me, um, I look deep within myself. Luckily, I had a dad that, you know, smuggled cannabis around the world in the 70s. <laughs> I had uh, a brother that was very into psychedelics and, we, you know, growing weed and extracting DMT and stuff his whole life. So uh, I, had some, I had some good mentors in my life as far as where to find the science and the understanding um, wow. of, of psychedelics very fortunate. So I went deep down the rabbit hole of um, my own understanding of, of the things that I already understood from an inflammatory response. Um, you know, I, I understood how to combat my daughter's disease of juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. Um, and I applied it to myself, the understanding mm -hmm. of, of, of how cannabis works, how CBD works, how um, you know, uh, again, getting into psilocybin is where it really kicked off. Now, DM DMT is what made me retire. Dimethyltryptamine is what made me retire. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't get away from from the opiates without something like peptides. Peptides is what actually made me sober. It's actually what healed my body. Um, the the Microdosing led to obviously the production of things like brain-derived neurotrophic factor and glutamate, but I was injecting those things directly into my body as well because uh, I have, because I have access to one of the best peptide labs in the world, and the researchers and the owners are my friends, so I was very lucky. Um, so I just piled on peptides and hormone therapy and um, anti-inflammatory diets and just a, 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 I just stacked on everything I could. Uh, while learning all about it, and mm. I got down to the root cause of, of, of you know, the the, tra the, 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 the the constant traumatic brain injuries that I had in my life that led to all the brain damage. Now, from there, <clears throat> um, once I healed physically, I was I was completely not healed spiritually. Mm. Uh, I went from being a savage that was addicted to everything that the world had to offer because I was a playboy and I was a drug addict and I was a wild man. Um, and I was just, I was spiritually bankrupt. You know, mm -hmm. I, I didn't know, um, you know, what to do with my life. And mm -hmm. I, was a personal, I was a personal trainer at a gym called Lifetime Fitness in, in, in Laguna Niguel. And um, I was just high all the time. I was like, okay, well, this feels good. Now I can, now I can, act, I can actually interact. <laughs> people, you know, I, was, I was microdosing everything. Yeah, you know, LSD or MDMA at work or fucking whatever. Um, <laughs> just, just trying to see what worked the best because <clears throat> then I started to see the um, 
applied science to sports, to sports performance. Sure, mm-hmm. I was retired, but I started to kind of run my own analytics and my own testing on myself with, right. um, with the psilocybin, with LSD and all these sort of things. And then I turned to Jeff Nowitzki at the UFC and I was like, hey, man, you know, you they, they asked me to create a post-fight concussion serum back in 2015. Mm-hmm. Which never came to fruition because the cannabis industry is disgusting and just so not cool. Um, <laughs> I love cannabis. It's, it's, you know, it's what helped save my daughter. It's, it's, I started smoking at eight years old, and cannabis has never done me wrong. Like, yeah, I love it. I do not recommend an eight-year-old start smoking weed. Um, it could lead to psychosis. It could lead to a lot of bad things, but it always was my medicine. Mm-hmm. Um started to go down you know this path of building products for the ufc within the cannabis space and we tried to do some cbd studies because then they they chose um a much bigger well-funded company than ours to take Mm -hmm. money from and uh, that fell through and i was like okay are you done trying to just go for money this isn't about money money this is about the athletes because yeah you guys help me and i'm helping them and the ufc Mm -hmm. trusts so 2019, I started um, pitching them on a study with Johns Hopkins University and Unlimited Sciences. Del Jolly at Unlimited Sciences gave me my first chance uh, as an actual researcher. Wow. And so the first time we went to the table with the UFC, it was 2019. They, they loved it, but they're like, sorry, we can't do it. You're, you're crazy. But um, cool. It's nice that you're, you know, with, you have all these scientists and universities around. That's good for you. Well, well done. Uh, we'll check back later and then the pandemic hit and literally like the weekend later uh, one week later uh the pandemic hit and we went through the whole pro- i was fine i mean my my friends have been putting on uh unlicensed comedy and music shows over 200 since covid started i, I live in orange county it's behind the orange curtain huntington beach is where all my friends live like no we're not we're not listening to any of your lockdown bullshit Get, you know, sorry, sorry, we're not sorry. Uh, there's never been a mask for no one's ever been sick. Um, but we have free weed, free beer from Four Sons, um, free weed because everyone sells weed there, free psychedelics because, mm. uh, again, people like myself, we bring a lot of product to test out for all of our friends. And you have the, the best comp, the best free comedy show with free weed, free booze, free psychedelics, uh, free everything. Wow. Uh, and it's a community we created to, 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 um, to just be happy. So that was just, sorry, that was me, me rambling about my, my friends. Um, <laughs> no, no, that was good. Uh, by the end of the pandemic, I, I found myself on HBO Real Sports with uh, with Brian Gumble. Mm-hmm. David Scott was interviewing me. And this is my favorite, favorite show of all time. Uh, I, I'm the kid that gets to live the dream. I, I'm friends with all the people that I looked up to and that I idolized as a kid. Yeah. Like, I mean whether it's like Boss Rudin or BJ Penn or Chuck or whoever it is, these are like, these are like my friends. And they like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I send them products and they buy things off me or they, well, most of them don't buy it because they're, they're famous and they just give it to them. Um, right. You know what I'm saying? Like these people are, are the ones that I love and they appreciate me and, and, and yeah. help me accomplish the things that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I end up on my favorite show of all time, healing a fighter named Dean Lister. Um, and I say healing, he healed himself. He, he's the one that took the mushrooms, and we had a whole uh, ceremony with Western shaman. Um, but it was beautiful; it was so incredible. And I ended up sending the, the show to Dana, Dana White, and oh, yeah. 
he was one of the first three people to text me back before my family, before my friends. Um, Dana's always been really good to me. I call him Uncle Dana. And Uncle Dana said, all right, well, good job, man. And he had Jeff Nowitzki text me the next day or a few days later, and, and they asked, can we get back in the study? So, of course, I, I tried to mend that bridge. Um, the study itself was for PTSD and addiction. It wasn't lined up with what the UFC needs. So uh. it, fell, it fell through. But then, um, man, it's been, I guess, a year ago, University of Miami hit me up. Dr. Hoffer and Megan Blyer, um, they're amazing people. University of Miami, I, I love the, that, that crew. And not that I didn't love the guys from Johns Hopkins. Matthew Johnson and Johns Hopkins has been a very good friend of mine. He's, he's helped me through some cool stuff and, and held me accountable for, for, for what I teach and what I say. Um, but the people at University of Miami said, we will make a study for the UFC. We do not care. We, we want to tailor something to them. We have a TBI study. They're like, that's all you have to do. You just keep doing the TBI study. So mm-hmm. phase one started, and um, it was novel technology. So I, I sent it to Dana, or sent it to, to Jeff Davitsky, and I said, um, I said, you know, phase one is starting in my study. Um, let you know, let, let, let's let's revisit this later. I just want to show you what I'm doing because I'm going to use bare knuckle boxers as mm-hmm. my. And he was like, well, I'll be in Miami next week. Set up a meeting. So I did. And they both both parties called me after and said, this is the greatest thing you've ever done. Even though I'm just the person connecting them. <laughs> uh, that, that they're going to embark on the study in the next few months. And um, wow. I'm really excited because the, the, they'll be flying uh, athletes from the fight on a Sunday after the fight, you know. Um, directly to Miami to heal for a week. And the, and the fighters will get paid. UFC doesn't have to invest any money. Uh, all they have to do is just change the flight from home, whether wherever that is in the world, to Miami. Right. Yeah, not, yeah. A place, not, not a bad place to integrate after the fight. Um, mm. And these people will, will get paid to heal their brains. That's that's your your, your commodity as a, as, a, as a fighter and a, as a company. Wow. I'm going to extend the shelf life of these people because they're not going to stop fighting from a microdose. Yeah, mm. a big dose of mushrooms or ayahuasca, they might lead them to want to retire. Sure. Um, if they're not coached properly or if it's just meant to be. Maybe maybe they need to fucking retire. And we yeah. need to take consideration. But a microdosing is just going to heal their brains and, and lead to better performance and longer lasting performance. So mm-hmm. they're in. Um, and, you know, I've had a lot of smoke blown up my ass over the years, especially in the psychedelic space. I've been lied to. I've been cheated. I've been wronged. I've messed things up as well. The universe just doesn't provide. When you're not in the right path, mm, but yeah. both sides, the ECP Pharma and University of Miami and the UFC both said, I'm going to have a job facilitating the whole thing and being the point man and the educator, right. and blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm not going to hold my breath because I don't really care. I, I just, I have a job. I'm traveling the world, teaching, doing what I do for what I love to do, my passion. Um, mm-hmm. And every time I hold out for some fancy pictures or salary job, it never happens anyway. Uh, but, you know, I, I just, this is my life's work. I just want this study to happen. I do not care about having a job, getting paid, mm. all that sort of stuff. It's not, it's not why I'm here. Uh, would mm. it be nice? It would be great. But they probably right. move to Vegas, and I, I'm not moving to Vegas. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, so, anyways, there's a lot there. But um, as long as they're, they're embarking on this study, I'm happy. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, I've gotten so much... Love and adoration from 
now a community for what I do. Now, now I have um, my own nonprofit where we run studies. That's, that's, that's the ayahuasca study I'm doing this year with the Imperial College of London. Um, Is that the one that Mike? I know Mike Tyson was getting involved with one to like map out the DMT realm or something. I seen a post on it. I don't know much about it, but yeah, uh, shocker. But Mike's not doing anything. Mike's not. Doing anything. <laughs> Mike, Mike, uh, I, I love Mike. Mike's taught me some amazing things. Mike's not a researcher. Mike's Mike's just a guy. Um, that it's, it's cool to have him around, you know, because he's Mike Tyson. Um, but you know, anyways. Um, I get to take 12 athletes to the jungles in Iquitos, Peru, Ooh. to the Ayahuasca Foundation, oh, which, wow. which is one of the most celebrated ayahuasca places on the planet because they have amazing shaman yeah. and they also have a huge educational platform they, they have. Wow. Um, and the, my friend Nige, uh, he's the first PhD of ayahuasca in the world, and Simon, um, he's doing English, English uh, young gentlemen that are uh, running all the analytics down the force. So uh, for me, you know, my case study is going to be 12 of the world's best, best athletes of all time. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got people like Liam Harrison and John Wayne Parr and uh, Chuck and the list just goes on. Not just fighters, but surfers and uh, race car drivers and all kinds of people um, mm -hmm. who are afflicted with, with major traumatic brain injuries over their life. And they're still succeeding. Or maybe not. Some of them are broken. So I want a mixture of... Uh, of people that maybe even have done ayahuasca or whatever before. They can mm -hmm. help me coach the other fighters through it because I want to have the full spectrum of people there. Um, right. We'll have a few case studies, a few people that are obviously doing very bad, which is fine um, mm -hmm. because that's, that's what I what I, that's what I I need to help most. Mm -hmm. But I also need the stories from these individuals post-ceremony. Uh, it'll be probably a two-week trip. It'll be 10 days of ayahuasca or five, six, and 10 days. Um but to get these these icons of sport to get up and talk about their journey, their healing, um, and then we have data. And then we have actual physical data on how ayahuasca helps the brain is massive. Mm -hmm. you know, and that, that's, that's, um, that's exactly why I'm doing this. And to have my first major published study be that one, which is just going to be amazing. Um, yeah. I'm sure I'll get some credit for the University of Miami study, hopefully. If not, whatever. Um, I'm, again, I don't. I'm just here just to have have a good time and make people happy. Like I'm just I love it. <laughs> around like a butterfly, having fun. I mean, uh, yeah. ten different time zones in twelve weeks. I'm exhausted, <laughs> but I'm still smiling. Uh, you know, I've I've got. Yeah. Uh, I have this nonprofit. That's that's my 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 thing now. You know, I, I I found myself at the Maps Conference. All those people, and I was watching my my mentor in the the nonprofit space. His name is Jesse Gould. He oh, yeah. started the Heroic Hearts Project, and the Heroic Hearts Project is a, a veteran-based 501c where they do studies as well. Um, there's there's a there's a decent amount of, of nonprofits in the space. Um, you know, there we won't get into ethics of everybody, but humans humans being humans, we'll just say. Um, yeah, that's good. And, and I'm here to just make sure that no, none of these veterans are getting taken advantage of because some of them are and mm. by some of these organizations. Um, mm. But the Heroic Hearts Project, it doesn't do that. They're amazing people. They're just here to help. And when I got to see Jesse and his team on stage talking about the science they're gathering, talking just, just 
with this passion, I can't remember, um, Scarlet, I think, is, is the scientist that, that, that was given the speech. Fucking powerful woman. I was just like, you're my new favorite person. <laughs> Her conviction in the data. Uh-huh. I was just like, damn, this is great. Uh, I love smart people. And, yeah. and to be tied in with them and to have them backing me on everything is, is such, such a blessing. I used to hate that word, blessing. Um, you know, but for I don't know my weird Catholic guilt. Um, yeah, yeah. But, I'm the same way. I'm like, but, you say blessing, it automatically triggers like Christianity or something, right? Like, you know. Yeah, and you know what? I just got baptized last week, or a couple weeks ago in New Mexico, <clears throat> mainly for my daughter. Um, you know, I'm I'm a proud pagan. Um, I'm a proud Viking boy. You know, um, I believe in the gods of war, but I also believe that you know there was a prophet named Jesus Christ out there. Um, mm-hmm. Is he my only, my one and only Lord and Savior? No, I think there's a bunch of gods, and I think that um, that that much, much like Jesus or, or Bob Marley or John Lennon or Tupac, they're all prophets. They're mm. all prophets with followings of people that are trying to do the right thing. Mm. And um, sure, some maybe may, may be misguided at times and, and things yeah. or manipulated. But um, you know, I, I I have gone on this search. I remember my daughter; she asked me years ago. I know you don't believe in God, Dad, but will you come to my baptism? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do not put words in my mouth. I've never I like <laughs> Don't believe in God. I, I, just, I just don't believe there's some bearded white guy in the sky wagging his <laughs> fucking finger at me going, oh, I'm an all-loving father, but if you mess up, I'm going to banish you to the worst thing in existence. Um, with the Pope, which the Pope admitted the last guy, Francis, sort of his name was, the guy that died, uh, he, he admitted that hell isn't real. <laughs> so, oh, gotcha, bitches. Uh, hell's not real, neither is heaven. This is it. This is it. This is what you make it is right mm. here. So for some reason, wow. your energy, my energy, a dog's energy chose to live this visceral experience on this beautiful planet because mm-hmm. out in space, out in space where our, you know, our, our energies are both billions of years old. Mm-hmm. All this we're doing right now is predestined. Um, wow. Your energy, my energy chose to come here because it's a 2D experience in in the in out out in space it's just space and time it's all it is dark matter whatever that is um when you come here you get to live this experience it's a teaching from uh, dr zach bush who's uh, we follow he follows me on instagram i'm so excited um we get to talk sometimes he's like i love smart people so much and listen to this man talk about it it's it, dr zach bush is a gem and to to realize that you know whether it's to eat to sleep to have sex, to, to fall in love, to hate. These are all things that we need to experience in, in, our, in our vibrational being and mm. the energetic source that we, that we came from billions of years ago. Um, and through this weird path, I found some sort of enlightenment. Um, I remember a while back, I was at some bougie party with some Burning Man billionaire types. And I got paired up with this one guy who's my friend Ben. Um, and he looks at me and he's like, You've reached spiritual enlightenment, have you? And I was like, huh? You know, as we were there, we're at a Burning Man party, so everyone's, you know, doing drugs. Um, and I was like, yeah. He goes, but you lost it? I was like, yep, lost it a while back. You know, like, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I don't know, maybe I share too much information, but I don't care. Um, you know, whatever, people know. Um, and and I, as I had people like him say these things in my life, you start to stop doing the dumb thing. You start to catch yourself and go, oh, yeah, I did lose it. 
you know. And then mm. he introduced me to a woman named Lindsay Briner, who's a neuroscientist um, who works with all those same billionaires, who helped me get down to the root of my traumas of why I'm going back to these substances or doing these dumb things, or whether it's porn addiction or sex addiction or whatever, whatever thing that gives you that buzz. Mm-hmm. I, I got down to the root cause of all my issues, all my shit. Oh, wow. And, and it took a while. Um, and I, I look back, like, why, why? I asked my brother, I was like, someone touched me in school, like, so that I don't remember. Like, he's like, no, mm-hmm. man. Everyone was afraid of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, you know? And I had to think back, and I, I'm, uh, you know who Stanislav Grof is? He's a, a, a professor out of out of Esalen. He's man. He was at he was at Maps. He's seventy five now, probably. Okay. Um, he started holotropic breathwork. He comes from the original psychedelic movement. Um, holotropic breathwork is is once psychedelics became illegal, he had to mimic the same breath you have on LSD. So that's where you can still have these visions, visionary states, uh, only through breath. Wow. And he also has a has a. a <clears throat> I don't know what you call it, a theory or whatever it is, but it's a uh, traumatic birth. How traumatic birth can be just coming out of your mother's portal. You know, um, when you're in your mom's stomach, that's the only life you know. So it's a death process and a rebirth process. Uh, pulled out of something or being cut out of something. Um, for me, I was born premature. I was yeah. born premature. Where I think I spent like a month in the incubator. Um, and uh, that's, a, that's a loss of all the positive chemicals things you need as a baby. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, and once my, my parents finally, you know, split, that was the trigger that my body needed to just become a psychopath. Um, and I mm-hmm. was, you know, I was trying to kill someone on TV for a sport. So that was like, people like, oh, that's, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, no, no, it's not funny. I was actually trying to murder somebody. You understand? <laughs> uh, I was actively trying to kill someone. Yeah. I was actually trying to kill this guy. Like, I'm not yeah, sure. and to have to unpack that, and to realize it and to to sit in front of the UFC and tell them this was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I said, look, you pay us to get into our underwear and climb into a cage, <laughs> fight people for blood money, giving and receiving PTSD the whole time. That's what we do. And if you, mm. if you hurt someone, like I put a few people in the hospital um, mm. with a smile on my face, you, mm. you, you get something called tits. It's trauma induced trauma syndrome. And, oh, no. um, I thought I had it bad, but I get to sit with all these spec ops guys, SEAL team. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And they'll just start telling me about killing people and about like, you know, like oh, when Yemen fell, we did this, this just all this crazy shit, saving right. lives, killing people, and having to torture people. That's spec ops mm. people are they're, they're, they have to do the dirty work no one wants to talk about. Yeah. Um, and to be open ears to them and open hearted and just love these fucking people because they deserve it you know they're 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 the ones they man the the energy that they carry the tits they carry the trauma-induced trauma syndrome that is just heavy on their chest um man it is it's i was just just with a good friend of mine and i was like man having to deal with this with him um you know i've got veterans that are clients that are 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 in actively in suicidal ideations. I've got um, mm. fighters that are in the same way. Um, I've had other other athletes come to me, who you know, saying, "Coach, I want to kill myself. Uh, what do I do?" And 
for me to have a crude technique like having them snort ketamine back in 2018, 19, that's crude. Mm-hmm. But that was a long time ago. I knew it worked. And 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 people looked at me like I was a fucking monster for giving this stuff. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't I don't I don't know if you realize I don't give a shit what people think about me. Yeah. I'm here to help people. And I we're in we, we're into results, right? Like this yeah. works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you guys can can have all your <laughs> politics and all your nonsense I'm trying to save lives. And mm-hmm. that's what I've gotten good at. Um you wanna call me a healer, you can call me a healer. I'm just a guy that knows some stuff that has good intentions and that has that has a lot of integrity in what I do. And uh, you know, always back to this is my life's work. Um, I don't do things for money, but now money's covered. It's kind of cool. It's kind of neat, you know. Like uh, everyone's been telling me for the last five years, like you're gonna be so rich, dude. I'm like, I don't care. I look at all my rich friends, they're like billionaires. I'm like, they're all kind of fucked up. They're not kind of. They're all like most of them are. Really <laughs> And I don't, I just don't care, you know, like if it comes, it comes, but my daughter asked, what are you going to do with it when you get it? And I was like, I'm not going to do anything with it. You're going to, you're going to spend it or you're going to give it away. You it's like, it's like, it's like what I seen Gary V posted something recently about that. And he said, success should be measured by you being happy to wake up each day and do what you do. That's success. Not having a bunch of money, Like you can have a bunch of money and be fucking miserable. And not yeah. spiritually awaken and just hate your life <laughs> and want to kill yourself. But like, it's about waking up happy to do what you're doing, being on the mission, right? Yep. That you're on, right? <clears throat> yeah, I, I gave a speech uh, in front of some people in New Mexico. Uh, being true to you is, is a coaching platform that I'm, I'm working with now. And I made a comment how guns taste funny. Uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> All the operators in the room were laughing. Like, <laughs> were, like, offended, like, that's fucked up. And I'm like, did you stick a gun in your mouth? No, but I did. So why don't you just shush? Um, mm. Let me get my demons out, you know? And I realized the intensity that myself brings, that I bring to certain areas of life and in this healing space. And it's a bit much for people. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best to to navigate that space and to have um, an incredible person like this young lady in my, my life where she can bring me, you know, down off that cloud of craziness. Uh, my daughter, my fiance, my friends, um, my team at Being True to You, whatever it is, just the people I have around me uh, in life, you know, the same guys that created that, that free comedy show or that speakeasy that we have. Like, these are the people that um, I have, the community I have to, to hold me accountable and to hold us all accountable. You know, mm-hmm. during during COVID, people asked like, "Hey, how are you doing? You're so social. Um, are you okay?" And I was like, I, "I I see my friends every week. I see my friends pretty much every day because during the pandemic, um, you know, weed sales and mushroom sales skyrocketed. You know, so we were all doing okay. Um, and we met up every single day, pretty much. Hung out with my all my best friends all the time, and got to see this. But I I saw everybody else when I would go into LA or I would go into these places where where people were um, were mismanaged. Um, it caused a lot of uh, suffering. I still see people in airplanes, like this couple next to me wearing masks um, on the plane, like in fear. And part of me wants to like, take them. Like, You're just affecting your jawline, your <laughs> function. And, and you're just affecting yourself in a negative, negative way. Oh man. Um, yeah. But, but you know, they're, they're just, they're uneducated and they're, and 
they're un- uneducated about the things that matter. You know, they're, they're I, think, I think they're scared, man. They probably watch the news all day and they're scared yeah. to death to walk outside. People watch news and I don't watch this. It's gross. I don't either. I don't watch the news. No, you can't. You can't watch any, any, no. I don't care which one it is. Um, I mean, now apparently there's some cool ones out there. I, I still don't watch those ones because <laughs> I don't. Uh, it's the human condition to just um, be manipulated by by money and by influence. Yeah, whatever. exactly. Yeah, man, it, it's it's a weird society we live in now, and uh, I think that <clears throat> you know we're all in fear. Even me, you know, I catch myself in fear as a protector. As I, I teach living the martial way. Um, I teach my my students at my gym in Dana Point, Peaceful Warrior, um, to so I'll teach a jiu-jitsu class or a Muay Thai class, and then I teach philosophy after because mm-hmm. uh, it's important to learn what mm-hmm. these ancient people have have spoken before us because um, it, 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 it works today every single day. I use it and I correlate it to uh, whether it's you know events going on that are crazy, you know, in society or just life or the lessons from um, me choking the shit out of you. Why, why did you, why did you let me do that? <laughs> or the purpose of why, of why I did that. You know, I, I was sitting in class the other day and an amazing teacher, an amazing teacher um, who has obviously the opposite side of the coin of healing than I do. He goes, mm-hmm. don't ever say anything that's going to disrupt the emotional state of your clients. I chimed in and I was like, boop. I go, hold on. You said I could chime in, so I'm going to chime in. Um, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 That is creating a bunch of just soft people. Mm. And and pressure does two things. It bursts pipes or it creates diamonds and mountains. Okay, yeah. that's what pressure does. And that's what I do to my athletes. That's what I do to yeah. my clients. Is I physically yeah. choke them, whether they're dosed up or not on a microdose. Um, obviously, not in medicine space. If we're super high, like you know, we're we're on a bunch of medicine. There's a ceremony there. There's something you're not. You're not the stress comes on its own. Um, but through these these small stressors, whether it's breathwork, meditation, jujitsu, ice bath, sauna, um, you know, deep pool work with my surfers. My surfers, you know, they surf some of the biggest waves in the world. And to, to see the pressure that these people are under, um, I have to push farther. I have to push them deeper into the pressure, deeper into the pressure to, find, to find that level of enlightenment. I, I like that because you're, you're putting people under pressure, whereas a lot of people are like trying to remove pressure. You're applying pressure because of when you apply pressure, it makes things better, right? I love that. Yes, that's where real growth happens. And there are times where people need to cry. Men need to cry. Men need to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And men need to find their feminine. And yes, mm-hmm. of course, we all need to do that. Um, but then there's times to sit up straight, stop whimpering, get your shit together, and let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's mm-hmm. go accomplish things. Because from a, from in society now, we are taught psychology from a female's perspective. That we want to be safe and we want to feel loved. Uh, yeah. Which is what the female energy needs. That's what mm-hmm. they need in life. Yeah. That's what we have to provide for them. The mm-hmm. only way we're going to provide for them is with that is uh, we need an objective. We need something to accomplish. We need the tools to do it and the skills to do it. And we need the motivation. 
You know, we need to smack in the ass sometimes. Because yeah. sometimes you see this thing at the end of the tunnel and you're like, that's what I want. But you need someone breathing on your neck to do it. You need the pressure. You need the pressure to make you go do it. Yeah. And that's what, what I'm trying to create is a, is a bunch of mountains or a bunch of diamonds in my gym where I have these, mm-hmm. these boys and girls, these men and women um, that are, are truly, you know, looking for something greater. Because if you do jujitsu, less than 1% of the world does martial arts. Oh, wow. So if you do jujitsu, you are you are physically and mentally and spiritually better. I'm gonna say it. You are better than 99% of the world. Wow. Okay. Now, it doesn't have to be jujitsu. It can be yoga. It can be qigong. It can be kung fu. Uh, it can be boy yeah. It doesn't have to be you sitting on the floor rolling around with someone's crotch in your face and sweat in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and all that I know I get that's not for everybody you don't even have to be violent you know you can go you can go into uh, like Ma- master Shi Heng Yi is a guy that I that I, that I train with um, it's a Kung Fu master or a or a Shaolin master out of Germany oh. um, and to um, and for him to even say as a, as a Shaolin master uh, and he's at the Germany temple to say you know look everyone we know that um, Kung Fu isn't, it, while it will definitely save your life, it's not the most applicable martial art to fight. That's mm. not what it's about. You know, this is about strengthening here and strengthening here. Uh. Strengthening the vessel, you know, because you have to, you have to, to strengthen it all. You can't just, uh, which I've been, I've been at fault where I, the only, when I talk about something, I, I, and especially if it's, if I poo poo something, it's because I've done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that's 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 how I how I tell I've done it my whole life. Yeah, that's good. You know, otherwise, who? What business do I have talking shit on anything? You know, yeah, like, yeah. no, you know, like you have to strengthen um, the whole part of it. And mm-hmm. finally, as of as of pretty recently, the last couple of years, I've finally strengthened my spiritual side. You know, I finally admit that God's a thing, and and that um, may it you know not be the, the bearded white guy up there. Uh, it's it's not a man or a woman. It's an energetic source from some other place. But, um, mm. you know, just being able to find the enlightenment. And if, if, if you believe something else, good for you. Cool. Mm. I'm happy for you. you yeah. I want people to believe all kinds of stuff because um, that's the flavor of life. Spice is the flavor of life. You know, you know mm-hmm. we need, we need uh, multiple things to fall upon because um, that's just how humans work. Mm-hmm. Wow, that that was <laughs> that was some good stuff. <laughs> Thank you. That was really good. <laughs> I spent spent a lot of time thinking. I spent a lot of time on high, high, high doses, probably inappropriately high doses of psychedelics. Um, but good science is irresponsible science. So, um, as someone who is not tied to any university, not tied to I don't have a, I don't, I don't barely have an education. I barely graduated high school. Um, mm. No one can take anything from me. I'm running my own science. I'm doing my own irresponsible fun stuff. I mean, my, my, my bare knuckle boxer, he just he just won a world title on seven and a half grams of mushroom gummies. Holy crap. Who was that? Can you say uh, who it was? Oh, yeah. Mark, Mark Irwin. Yeah. He, he gets up on stage. His name is Mark, Mark the Shark Irwin. He gets up on stage oh, and, and talks at conferences with me. Wow. He did a hero's journey and won. <laughs> well, I, I was on the hero's journey. I was on five grams in this corner. He was on seven and a half. Right? <laughs> oh my god! And he won, and he won, and he won a world title the hard way. I mean, that was, 
Wow. That that's a, that's a world title. Right. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's, uh, it was, wow. we're, um, you know, we're doing things different and I want, I want people to realize that. Wow. What, what's capable within the space? Because people always want to talk about microdosing. A lot of people are microdosing within the, the UFC space. Um, you know, they're that the UFC knows they're taking it. They don't test for it. They don't care. They know, they oh, know wow. how, they know how beneficial it is for the athletes because of this guy. Um, and, you know, they know the benefits. Uh, they know the protection. They know the healing aspects of it. Now, of course, back to being irresponsible, um, there's a point where you could fall off this, you know, you're walking on the tightrope. You could fall. So you have to be responsible, responsible about this. This isn't something that he just does. Right, right. I am constantly giving him molecules, whether it's 4-ACO DMT or synthetic psilocybin or natural or what have you, juice, right. uh, mescaline even, um, how these molecules apply to his fighting style. Mm-hmm. You know, one fighter might be super cerebral and, and body oriented. Like he, Mark is a psychopath. Um, you know, he gets in there and, and he, he, what did he say? Uh, it's, it's this, this crazy level of, of, of hysteria and, and narcissism about mm-hmm. himself that he's fighting, that he's God. You know, he believes he becomes one of the fighting gods. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's intense, you know, and he's, again, he is wow. crazier than a shithouse rat. Um, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's what you need. That's what I want. I don't want him. That's why he doesn't really do uh, much shamanic work with me yet. Um, uh, yeah. He's he's afraid that if he goes and sits in the Wamkish, so we have a church. There's a sticker on the back of my phone. It's the Church of the People for Creator and Mother Earth. It's down on the La Jolla Indian Reservation in in, oh, wow. in San Diego. And um, my healer there, Shane Norte, he doesn't like being called a shaman because it's a buzzword and um, just like masculine and feminine, it's been bastardized. Um, and so you go down, and, and, and Shane wants to give Mark twenty-five grams in, in, the, in his. It's not. It's not a teepee. It's called a wampkin. Uh, it's eight foot high, tarped walls in a circle with a fire in the middle. Okay. And you take upwards of twenty, anywhere from I think I'd say anywhere from seven to twenty-five grams. Um, twenty-five grams of mushrooms. You're smoking cannabis the whole time. It's part of the me- it's part of the medicine. Uh, people are like I don't like to smoke. I'm like, well, then you don't have to. You can pass it. But we, you smoke a lot of pot in this whole thing, and you take crazy wow. amounts. Of it. And it's, um, wow. You sit and you talk to the fire, you know, and to to. I just took my brother down there and, and my surfer. Um, and we had an amazing experience, you know. My brother had a, had a tough time, but that's okay. That's this the tough times are where where the best healing comes from. Um, my surfer, Giorgio Gomez, he's uh, he's autistic, and to see the difference in him post ten gram trip, he went down to El Salvador and beat the best guy in the world in a surfing heat. Wow! Because everyone knows he's one of the best surfers on the planet. He's bigger, faster, stronger, more talented than just about anybody else. He just can't get past. The, uh, wow. the performance stuff, and, and we're working on it. You know, the first five gram trip worked. He came out of his shell. The ten gram trip, a couple years later, uh, he goes and he and he starts to win. Now he's about this close from being on tour, uh, and 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 I need to just keep pushing him that way. And I would like to get him on some performance shows. Um, 
what do you what do you think it is that like when you do this major dose of mushrooms or some type of psychedelics like what do you think it is that makes this shift in our minds that just like or our spirits or whatever it is that just allows us to it's almost like we tap in to the source or something now and it just changes like your performance right well okay there's the flow state which flow state is a very broad term um we'll start with the heightening of all the senses all your senses get heightened you have uh you know better visual acuity you can hear things you can see their breath you know you can physically take time mm. while you're moving to see their 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 body flex and their muscles turn and all these sort of things you see all exciting. the little things yeah exactly you can see things come from a, a mile away wow if, if you do your homework and you study this person properly um and you know, the, the kinetic efficiency that comes with it the the, the flow of the body because it's not going to make you you know physically like stronger like a steroid like testosterone right um, but it's going to make your body work more efficiently so technically you will get stronger um, right. <laughs> then you have the dropping of the default mode network, the, the fear response mm. to where um, you're not afraid to engage. You're not afraid to take oh, chances. You're not afraid to, to be creative and try things you've never tried before and do uh. that, that you saw, you know, all right, look, I'm going to jump off the cage and kick you in the face right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> random opportunities that get you. And, and then they do it and they do it really well. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You know, you remove the fear and all of a sudden you can do stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You remove the fear and then it just, it's just about getting in the flow and, 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 um, and getting it done, you know, like you're, because the fear response is going to drop, you don't have, um, your breath being impeded because if you're training for a fight, you're a savage, you're in incredible shape, you're, mm. you're, a, you're a race car, um, I love it. um, you that fear will will lead you to breathe faster and uh, I don't want to get tired. You don't even think about it. You're you're uh, such a uh, fine yeah, yeah. that you're going to just perform. Just uh. gonna get done. And from there, <clears throat> um, then you then then you then there's the performance. You know, and, and at the end of the day, if you still lose, you still lose. But it, but I haven't seen it yet. You know, I haven't I haven't. Uh, yeah, we haven't lost yet. So <laughs> one day. One day, Mark will be taken out in his shield like a good. Uh, like a good Maybe player. it'll be somebody else that watches this podcast and starts doing mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, you know that, that's, that's, what, that's what we do. Is we, um, as warriors, you know, come home with your shield or on it. And mm. the only way we know how to go out of this game is, is by getting getting taken out by somebody else. Yeah, and um, it's a beautiful death. You know, it, yeah, it, yeah, it's something that um, you have to embrace. Um, I was taught by uh, Ensign Anui, a, a fighter from uh, the Yamato Damashe, is the Japanese spirit, um, about writing. Um, there's Hope, sir. Hi, Hope. Hey, dog. Um, <laughs> nice uh, dog. Thank you. The Beautiful. Japanese spirit. So you, you, <clears throat> he taught me to write letters to everyone that I love um, the night before a fight about my death. Mm. I'm not coming home. And then you burn those letters, you know, but to have eight weeks or 12 weeks uh, of traumatic training, you know, a training camp is, is your, all your closest people in your life are trying to take your head off at least twice a day. 
that thunder's gonna kill you because it's wow. for your your own good. Yeah, yeah. It sharpens right. iron, and that's what you have to do. And then you get to this point where it's it's happening tomorrow. You wait in, you're ready. Um, mm-hmm. Your body's trying to rehydrate, and then uh, I'd stress myself out a little bit more, and I would go through the emotional process of saying goodbye to my daughter, mm-hmm. saying goodbye to my wife, my girlfriend, whatever we had at the time, uh, my family. Mm-hmm. And uh, having a really, that's like the most journaling I ever did in my life was writing those letters. Wow. And uh, to be able to come home every time and still be alive was, was a blessing because uh, by the end of my career, you know, I was, I was fighting in Japan and I was snorting Oxycontin in the bathroom. Um, I was a functioning drug addict when I was in the UFC. You know, I was a junkie. I was, I was, uh, I mean, people are like, oh, hey, you're so unfortunate. You ended up in the hospital getting sick all those times. I was kicking heroin, or I was kicking fentanyl, or I was kicking right, right. wasn't, I, I, <laughs> poor UFC. I probably owe them a lot of money. Um, <clears throat> and I ended up in the hospital in, in Brazil, in New York, and in Ireland, uh, all when I was supposed to fight. And yes, uh, it was a stress response, but, um, but I was also kicking drugs. So, mm-hmm. you know, sorry. Um, and that, and again, I'm I'm a cautionary tale of what not to do in life because you don't have to make it as hard on yourself. You don't have to go through what I did. Um, these and these kids now they don't. They're they're young fighters or most of them are soft as baby shit. Uh, you know they're they but they're better. They're, they're I will put this first fourth out there. They are better athletes um, or at least better fighters technically than we were. You know I think I was one of the superior athletes that could that could hang today with these kids. Because uh, I had all the right technology and the understanding and just the genetic makeup to do it. Some mm-hmm. of us are physically better than other people. Um, yeah. not, not, I, I was bankrupt in every other fact of my life, but physically, yeah, I was better. Um, <clears throat> but now these kids, they're not, they're not the savages that we once were. They're athletes. Uh, and it, it's better for the sport. It really is. It's better for society because I look at my, my peers, um, my friends who are fighters, who are all really fucked up. They're dying. They're dying wow. of brain damage. They're dying of drug drug, of drug addiction. Um, I mean, Phil, Phil Baroni just apparently killed his girlfriend in Mexico. Wow. And I love Phil. I feel like a friend of mine. Um, did it shock me? Fuck no. Phil's crazy. <laughs> Phil's got tons of brain damage, tons of drug addiction, steroids, all this sort of stuff. And right. I'm not going to pull any punches. These are, my, these are people that need help. Yeah. And to have their wives or whoever come to me and, and, and this is an open call. If anyone needs help, please come to me. I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Um, to have people come to me in, 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 you know, for somebody else, saying, this person's acting this way, can you help him? You know, this person's in this sort of state. Yes, I always can. Whether it's a kid with a TBI or grandma fell in the tub and hit her head um, or, you know, a, a, whatever it is. Like, I, I was just helping a baby. Not with a TBI, but my friend's kid has... Um, eczema really bad and that's an inflammatory response issue so what did i tell him well you need to start giving your kid high dose cannabis oil which is uh-huh. going to get your baby higher than fucking giraffe pussy but um it's uh sorry that's really high <laughs> uh, i'm not got a dirty mouth today uh, <laughs> but you're gonna get this kid stoned and that's okay because your kid's in pain your kid is in serious pain. It has to be has to be strapped down like this, but doesn't scratch themselves and bleed everywhere as a uh, newborn. 
Yeah. Um, you, you drop the inflammatory response, you kill the pain, and then it comes down to the gut biome. What are you doing in the gut biome with bacteria? So you have your probiotics and prebiotics, but then also what's the fungal? What is the microbiome, not the micro? Micros are bacteria. We're also, we're bacteria and fungus. And a lot of people don't, don't understand um, that there is a fungal body inside of us that is positive. They think, oh, I have candida or I have foot fungus or whatever. Um, no, no, no. We, we need to put... To eat as much mushrooms as you can, not just psychedelically. Let's leave those out of here for a second. Um, right. Medicinal mushrooms, culinary mushrooms. You need to be mm. able to eat things because uh, they will they will make your body so much healthier. And all those fungus, all the different bacteria, all the different fungi that are on your body that are, that are that are negative on your feet or wherever, um, that stuff will go away. Wow. I, I, I can I can I can guarantee you if you do it properly and you get a wide variety of them. Um, you'll be able to heal yourself and, 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 and not just the physical ailments, but mental depression, anxiety, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so, so you, when with mushrooms, you have something called polysaccharides and beta glucans that are in them that mm -hmm. their own immune cells. And if you have um, a, a wider spectrum of mushrooms in your system, you have a, a wider defense of bacteria, fungus, and viruses. So, um, yeah, you know, that, that's interesting because I've always, you know, I read a lot about the microbiome and, you know, eat a lot of plants and veggies and it feeds the microbiome, you know, with all the good bacteria and the fiber. But then I've never heard this, though, with like, you, you didn't say microbiome, you said something else. Myco, M-Y-C-O, microbiome. Microbiome, microbiome. Wow, that's interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, you know, I've been teaching people to... Uh, have what is the myco diet? So imagine a big table full of every type of food on there. Um, if because that's what we're supposed to eat is as much stuff as possible to get nutrients. Yeah, yeah. If if you choose to take something off or have an elimination diet of any of these products that are on here, mm -hmm. cool, good for you. Keep it to yourself. Uh, unless you have anything positive to say, if you have something positive about your diet, great. If you're gonna shit on anyone because they eat meat or because they don't eat meat or back and forth. Get a, you're not you're not welcome to my table anymore. You guys want to somebody else. Uh, I just want people to figure out what works for them, but also add in a bunch of mushrooms. And if mm. you don't like the taste of mushrooms, which is weird because they taste like whatever you cook them in, yeah. um, you're not cooking them right. Or just go get a mushroom supplement. Go get yeah. all stuff. There's a million products that are out there mm -hmm. that are quality products. Um, if you go to a mushroom conference or a psychedelic conference, everyone is, oh, well, this is better and that's better and this is better. I mean, I, I, just grab one. Just put yeah, it in get your one. Get, one is better than nothing. Yeah, <laughs> grab exactly. one at least. Yeah, my recommendation is, is a company called MycoBoost. Um, MycoBoost, okay. Yeah, so it's a company I work with out of downtown L.A., and they make really good functional products. You know, they're at the top level with scientists Bob and Jerry. Um, you know, and, and this will keep evolving. As, as everything goes, you know, within the space, we're going to keep evolving. We're going to keep evolving the science and the products. And, um, you know, in, in, in Southern California, luckily, we can provide all my friends. Uh, I'm, I'm the face of a nonprofit. I, I'm not the face of any psychedelic brand anymore. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do legitimate science. But I do consulting in, in the, the illicit uh, mushroom space from just a, an ethics standpoint of how you want your company to look and grow and feel. Uh, within the space um, to hold people right. accountable realistically what are your intentions with my industry because it's mine uh, and I'm a protector of it and um, yeah. there's more there's a bunch of us in there 
and, and, and we are, we are, you know, really proud of what we've created. Um, and to know that within my gym, within my general vicinity of life, uh, I've had about five people die from fentanyl. Wow. Um, and, and one of them was my friend's kid who would never take fentanyl in her life. It's a 14 year old girl. Uh, and some creep was trying to sleep with her and gave her a cannabis gummy that had fentanyl in it. Um, not the first person that, that has died on this guy's watch, apparently. I don't know who it is. I, wow. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, wow. But That's she's gone cool. now. And to to know that, I, I mean, I, fuck, I felt so stupid. My ex-wife was like, there's fentanyl and everything. They're putting it in candy. And I was like, no, they're not. Don't be silly. That's not how they're smuggling it in this country. Now, I've, I've heard about fentanyl. I don't know that much about it, though. It's killing everybody. Right? Really? Really heavy. And um, to know that, uh, that, that's why I preach still in the illicit psychedelic market. Um, probably, you know, against, you know, better judgment because it's illegal still. Um, that these products are being made by people that I trust and love. They're making everything from, you know, ketamine to uh, cannabis to mushrooms to mescaline to any sort of psychedelic. These mm. people make, and they're made at FDA level labs. You know, they might mm. not have a certification, but I know what those those labs look like because I built them right. before, and mm. they are insane. Or they're just they're right, right. by a very high level, um, mm. trying to create a marketplace and products uh, that are safe, that will never have fentanyl in them. You know, and and it, it, it's just about, you know, creating creating a safe space for everyone's. Um, as humans, we like we like being high. We do. You know, I, I've I've realized that with with the model yeah. we have with Argos. Argos is a, the first the psychedelic brand I was the face of. It got me on in Forbes. It got me on the cover of LA Weekly, which is like sixteen million copies. My face on the cover of the cover, fight shaman. I was like, whatever you do, do not call me a shaman. What did they put on the cover of it? Don't call you. <laughs> um, thanks, guy. Uh, but because the name the name is starting to get diluted, right? Shaman. Yeah, it is. I and see it everywhere now. I see American yeah. Shaman this, and I see it popping up all the time now. <clears throat> yeah, but Mike Tyson shot a show called Be- "Becoming Shaman." I was like, <laughs> Mike doesn't bring anyone medicine. Hold on, everyone, sit down, and I need to figure this out. Uh, <laughs> you know, but it, it's the, the marketplace is here. The feds don't care. I've talked to them. I talk to them all the time. Um, whether it's DEA, CIA, I got friends in high places on Capitol Hill. Um, no one's coming for you. No one's gonna come bust you guys. You know, no one's gonna. You're, you're safe. Just, just know that so you can heal properly. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't do anything stupid. You know, <laughs> like be careful still. Don't you know? Don't be a bust, uh, and don't don't yeah, do negative. Yeah. You know, don't don't be a bad person. Because if if mm-hmm. you see these raids at certain. Um, smoke shops or mushroom facilities and that happens because they're not paying the piper number one you gotta uh, pay the, you gotta pay the, the tax people. the tax is huge yeah figure out how to figure out how to pay these people off uh, <laughs> in one way or another and and keep your books right you know and also mm-hmm. what are your ethics you know are you burning people are you stealing are you lying mm-hmm. are you uh because the industry itself will write ship they will they will rat you out or whatever you want to yeah. call it and say get rid of this guy please because um, mm-hmm. we can't have bad people in this industry, you know. There, there's, there's enough of them. I, Maps was great. It was, it's a cult. Um, <laughs> it's fun, it's fun to be there, but you know, there's still a, a weird air of, of darkness over it. 
you know, and um, that's because of pe- things like Soros money being brought in or, or um, you know, the CIA. It's a CIA organization. Um, really? Yeah, it's been that way ever, forever. Rick Dobbins is the guy that got MDMA illegal. It was Holy legal. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know like, anything. <laughs> it's, all for, it's all for profit. And, um, wow. And, of course, if you ask Rick, I'd love to sit down with Rick because I don't really know him that well. Um, and just chat about it because I, he has his perspective. You know, my yeah, mentor, yeah. Well, listen to a podcast um, with on Kyle Kingsbury's latest podcast, I think, Robert Forte. He's a mentor mm-hmm. of mine from the, the, the original psychedelic movement, and he breaks it all down in, 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 in detail. Because he was working, he was the 19-year-old religious scholar that Ruck and Watson and Leary and all these people took under their wings to write books and curate their information at Harvard or work at Esalen with Graf and... Um, Sasha Shogun, the guy that synthesized MDMA, taught him how to synthesize MDMA in his lab, in his backyard in Santa Cruz. So obviously mm-hmm. he was he was boots on the ground, making this medicine for basically for free, giving it to therapists, healing the world, and then all of a sudden everything got made illegal because of Rick Doblin. Um, and again, Rick has his reasons, I'm sure. Uh, right. I mean, I've, I've heard him say it. He has his his philosophical side of it, uh, but this is just the truth. You know, and, and is, is um, the whole thing, you know, government run? Of course it is. You think that you think the U.S. government would let us get this big without having a hand in it? When they were, oh, when yeah, they were sure. Operation MK Ultra for all those years? <laughs> so, Manson, that? you never heard of MK Ultra? Uh-uh. Oh, man, you got so many rabbit holes I just opened up for you. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go check out Operation MK Ultra. Uh, MK Ultra. Yeah, Midnight Climber. You know, there, there's all these things where uh, the U.S. government was giving people psychedelics like Charles Manson, like, um, is it not Richard Ramirez, what's the Unabomber? Um, whatever the fuck his name was. Uh, these people were all part of government experiments using psychedelics. And oh, good. So, yeah. You think the government still isn't trying to toy with this? I mean, I, I, I know personally that... The, the military is doing studies on bases like Camp Pendleton with, with microdosing. Mm. And whether that's with spec ops performance or that's with healing of the, of the, of the soldiers, of the Marines, you know, of the, of whoever it is, um, it's happening. So, you know, it, it's, it's, I think it's more for good now than it was for manipulation before it was for mind control. Uh, mm. I, think the world, I think the world's coming around to how it actually works and um, how it should be. But um, I always go back to the human condition. You know, we, 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 this is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't be trusted because we're humans and we're animals at deep at our core and we're just trying to survive. Um, and through that survival, through those mechanisms, we are traumatizing each other and ourselves and um, making it real hard to, to be proud to be on this planet. This planet's in a bad shape because of us. Um, mm-hmm. So as this great awakening happens um it feels so big it does yeah it does right being at a conference with twelve thousand people and blah 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 um there's not that many of us out there most of us look at look at us like we're crazy you go to middle america they they don't they have no idea this is happening and they don't want to know they're great just sitting in their house you know going to church on sundays and doing Mm. what they do and just being good people good americans that again that we're not even talking about other countries. It's just this country. If you live on the coasts for the most part, you know about psychedelics. Most people outside of that don't know anything. And uh, it comes down to us 
um, you know, acting right. You can't you can't kick down the front door if you want to mm. get it. Start yelling at people. Um, yeah, it's like because it's like it's got a bad rap. It's like it's got a bad rap going into it because the education yeah. before was this is bad, this is illegal. You're gonna go to prison if you even touch the stuff. Like, and you know that's the way I grew up. I grew up thinking, man, this stuff must be horrible because, like, man, people are getting big problems. So like, it's like it's got this fear, major fear associated with all of it. Yep, and you know my my speaking coach. Uh, Paul Karesic, he is from that original group of psychedelic people, and he got caught with like an ounce of weed and a few tabs of acid and ended up in prison. Um, Leonard Pickard was serving two life sentences. Jesus Christ. Two life sentences for producing <laughs> And he, uh, man, I just heard a story where he had a beaker. He was he was creating, you know, he if you took LSD um, 70s, 80s, 90s, you took his LSD. That's, he created like 90% of the world's LSD, if not more. Okay. He had a, a big glass beaker break with like millions, millions of hits of acid poured oh, onto no. his body. Oh, for first yeah. time, his suit. It, ate, oh, through, it ate through his protective suit and got, so let's say he got a million tabs of acid. Oh, he goes, I ran, jumped in the shower, and then I went outside the lab and I sat on a rock for 18 hours, came out of it. And he, I forgot what he cured. He cured something. Um, <laughs> he cured something. <laughs> he cured something. You know, specifically is non-toxic to the body. And you can take a million hits. And you're yeah, isn't have- that amazing? There's yeah. like, you can't really overdose. Like, there's just like, it just, it's just good for you. <laughs> like, that's yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I was just listening to uh, Amanda Fielding, the Baroness Amanda Fielding at, at the conference. She was just on Rogan's too. Um, and she gave a shout out to Autism on Acid, my friend Aaron Paul Orsini, who wrote the books. If you have anyone who's on the spectrum in your life or autistic severely or, or even questioning that they're autistic, look up Aaron Paul Orsini, Autism on Acid. Uh, it will change their lives. Um, what was Aaron, the name again? Autism on Acid. Autism on acid. Okay. Yeah. And that, that research, the autism research has been going on since the 60s. It never stopped. When it comes to children and things like that, people are not going to stop doing stuff. They're like, if this is working, I'm not yeah. stopping. I, no. you, 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 you can't take this from me. No. Um, you know, and, and there's just there's so much good work being done in the space by so many amazing people. Um, even the people who, are, who may be shady, you know, like some of them are um, – even, yeah. the ones that, even the ones that have done me wrong, they still have, a, they're still part of the cause. They still, those are just human intricacies that got in the way of, of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to pull yourself out of that and go, okay, I'm going to forget about my personal relationship with this person uh, or this group, this company, whatever it is, and realize that they're trying. They're trying to do the Lord's work. They're trying yeah. to help people. They're trying Everyone's to- on a different path, right? And they're, we're all trying to do something. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and I, don't, I don't want to deal with venture capital and 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 the yeah. and stock market like all that 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 is a gross world. Um, and yeah. talk about lies and deceit and manipulation, man, those guys chewed me up and spit mm-hmm. me up so fast. Um, but we mm-hmm. have to have someone who's a part of that. We have to have Rick Dobbins yeah. deep with the UN and the military mm-hmm. and the government, and Soros and all that sort of stuff. So like we, we are we're all we are all we all have our special place within this industry. And um, it's all important. It, it, it's just, 
you know, we just got to make sure that people are being taken care of. That's, that's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, man. This was a great, a great podcast. Um, so much great information out there. And, you know, I think it's going to be so much so helpful to anyone who listens to this, especially the people I know in my community would really benefit from this. So thanks for sharing all that. And um, what, so what, where do you go from here now? So you've got a lot of, a lot of things you're working on. It sounds like mostly your mission is, you know, you're, you're not really in this for the money. You're in this to really just spread awareness and help people. So um, yeah, for me, it's my nonprofit. Um, you know, it's called Athletes Journey Home. The website should be out within Athletes Journey Home okay. soon. Being off my my Pakistani website guy is uh, making it as we speak. Um, you know, I have the McCall method. If you need coaching, that's my for profit business. You want to pay me? You can pay me. Um, I'm not cheap, but it works. <laughs> you know, uh, so I have the McCall method where I, I, I take people and we do go through psychedelic integration and that's not just athletes, but I work with addicts as well. Cause I'm a, an addiction and, and detox specialist. Um, being an addict for 20 years really helped with that one. <laughs> um, you know, and so yeah, those are the missions is, is just coaching on a daily, um, okay. you know, if you're in, if you're in California, Dana point area, Orange County, come to my gym. Um, I teach privates, we have class, all kinds of stuff. But uh, this is my life of service. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I might have to swing by. I got I'm speaking at Awakening 2023 somewhere in California, in Southern California. I think it's San Diego or somewhere around there. Well, oh, wait, um, at the end of July, at the end of July, I'll be out there. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm keynote speaking there. Oh, you're going to be there, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Paul. Oh, Paul yeah. The guy that's putting it on is my. Uh, Paul, is my yeah. Guy. Yeah. So. He's got my brother speaking, my brother's first, and my brother's a DMT. Oh, sweet. And, and That's DMT. awesome. Yeah, and, and Mark, my fighter, he'll be there. So we, we Oh, this is cool. So I'll get to meet everybody. Have some fun and I'll get you some good products. Hell yeah, man. That'll be great. <clears throat> cool, man. Yeah. Well, shoot, that's pretty much um, That's pretty much all we – we're out of time pretty much for today. But um, is there anything else you'd like to share with people before we uh, before we close out? Any last words or anything on this episode? Well, just remember repetition is the mother of skill. If you're going to accomplish anything in life, um, whether that's a daily practice, breathwork, meditation, mm. or martial arts skills, or being a good parent, or whatever it is, um, repetition is the mother of skill. You keep the energy going in a positive direction, um, you'll find, find crazy benefit. So keep it up. Proud of you. And I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ian. Have a safe trip. And I'll chat with you later. I'll see you in Cali. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So if you want to know how curative mushrooms is helping sad people to improve their mental health by growing happy mushrooms at home using an all-in-one simple growing system that doesn't require any complicated instructions or expensive equipment, then head over to curativemushrooms.com.